Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. So it's been a full season for the Under Pressure Outdoors crew in the Hasmore Outdoor Products Silent Seat. And let me tell you, they're worth every penny. And here are some reasons why. Number one, you can't beat the comfort level. Number two, they don't hold in moisture like rain or sweat. Number three, they completely fold out of the way when you stand up, giving you a full range of motion in your climber. And number four, they cut down on your setup and breakdown times dramatically. Don't just take our word for it. Use offer code UPO15 and get 15% off your silent seat and many other U.S.-made accessories for your climber today. You can find Hasmore Outdoor Products on Facebook and hasmore.net. That's H-A-Z-M-O-R-E dot net. And in the link in this podcast description. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. What's this? I hear there was, I heard rumors of a wrestling match that happened out. On the poker run. She won. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then she kind of quit and just watched her father get his tail whipped by 14 or 15 young men. I don't know where they came from or where they disappeared to, but they uh, they came out of everywhere. And then when, when it was all over and I was getting the water out of my lungs, there was only two still standing there. But I'm pretty sure... To get me down, it was 14 or 15. 14 or 15. That's that's <laughs> The video only showed two. They must have been just They're quick, quick as lightning. They're yeah. quick. Quick, quick, quick. Like yeah. ninjas. <laughs> Sounds like exaggeration. <laughs> it's funny because because when, when people start rolling back in, everybody's talking about people out there wrestling in the lake. Yeah, there's some fat guy out there and getting then, his butt kicked yeah. by two kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it comes out, it's David Causey and his family fighting in the lake. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It all. It, I. I'm gonna be honest. I provoked it. I. I mean, she got out of the boat and she was, you know, dry, trying not to get herself all wet and everything. So I decided to walk up and pretend to give my daughter a hug. And when I did, I had a sudden flashback of my desire to be in WWE, and I picked her up and body slammed her into the water, and that just. That's when the fourteen people came out of the woodwork. I don't know where they came from or underwater or what, but so they were defending her. That's when I got attacked. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's when I got attacked. But yeah. Oh, I gotta know. Am I the only one that keeps getting text messages from FWC that's that they keep sending me uh, surveys? I'm I, I blocked them. I'll go say no. I, may have, I may have sent them to junk. To be honest with you. No, because I, I mean it's, emails, a, it's a legitimate it's a text legitimate message. text message. Let's see what I get. I got one today. I haven't filled out. Uh, one, the more you fill out, the more you'll get. I know, but I don't mind filling them out. So it was, I was going to say he's getting them because he continues to fill them out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The yeah. first one was about deer hunting. The second one was about turkey hunting, and this third one is about hunting in Florida in general. Well, I just get them about ducks and coots and. What, you didn't like those microphones? No, those headphones suck. He got stuck at the, yeah, those stuck at the ones. Oh, they weren't even plugged in. That's why they don't work. Hey, you got to, the, the end plugs in. He, he is the middle child. 
Yeah, straight A student, middle child. That's the, <laughs> sit on opposite sides. But uh, and I get so many of those FWC ones. I, I don't mind filling them out, but then it's I get another one mm-hmm. and another one, and then they remind me. I get a reminder. I send it in. I promise. I got the whole bag of the forty thousand wings. I send them in, and they said, "Oh, we hear you uh, goose hunt. Let's get one of these for goose hunting." And then <laughs> I got it for. Uh, and, I got it for snipe last year. Yeah. Well, I love hunting snipe. Terrible at shooting them, but I love hunting them. Oh, gosh. I, I miss that. I haven't done that in so long. That's we, one of my favorite things in the world to do. We got into a, a really good bunch of them on a yeah. WMA and a small game hunt. Oh. Completely by accident. And and then after that, because we had gone out there to dove hunt. The dove hunting really wasn't that bad where we were at. It wasn't great either. It wasn't great. For a public field, it was... Pretty good. Right. Uh, we hear these guys shooting all morning long. I'm like, man, what the heck? So we go driving back there later in the day, going to try and find a squirrel or two. And they come walking down to there. I'm like, y'all have any luck? He's like, yeah, we got 10 or 12 sniping. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, we've been back here shooting them all morning. He's like, you can. He's like, no, walk across over there. And they're all over the place. Sure enough, man, we were fanned out across that field, just walking back and forth and back and yeah, forth. Yeah, we were like, what ten guys deep across that field? Oh, yeah, man. I love when they come in like, wah, 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 and yeah, take off. Yeah. It's like, oh, out of range. I shot right. It shot. It went left. Yeah, <laughs> that's what was nice about being like spreading out like that. Is it's going left, and you're like, all right, somebody else over there is going to get it. We're good. That's right. Somebody else can shoot. I can yeah. blame that I hit it. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you hunt with those guys who've never like, yeah, you want to go shoot some snipe? Sure, sure. Get out there. and You're like, oh, nope, that's a metal arc. That's, that's a metal right. arc. That's right. Be careful. <laughs> Make sure you know which one it is. Yeah, that's that's one of the it's one of the fun things with guiding is taking people out and they, you know, hey, that a duck? No, that's a sparrow. <laughs> that's a blackbird. Okay, next will be forty five thousand ibis. I promise you, none of them are ducks. Okay, <laughs> just put the gun down in the bottom of the boat and just watch them. That's a duck. No, that's still Ibis. <laughs> oh, man. We had a we did a duck hunt last year in, in Georgia, and we've been watching big ducks, uh, redheads and stuff all morning, go around us, missing here, missing there. Oh, yeah. And then me and my buddy Charlie are sitting in the reeds, and I'm looking to my left, and I see birds in a, in coming, like a group of birds coming across. Like, buddy, hey, get ready, get ready, get ready. So we, we crouch down the weeds, and we're watching. And as soon as they get over, we both stand up, and I went, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. He's like, why? Well, I was like, those are cormorants. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, when he says crouch down, and we were in a big impoundment, and the only thing in the impoundment was, I don't even know if it was cattails, just like reeds. And the reeds, if you stood up, were maybe like belly button height. So when you sat on a marsh stool, you were still like, the top half of your body was still sticking out of the. <laughs> right. So you had, we had to try and get as low as possible on that stuff. It was. Uh, we got in there and Jordan draws the impoundment and the guy next to him is like, good luck. And Jordan's like, the guy told me good luck. I think we got a good one. And I was like, did he say it like, good luck, buddy? Or is he like, good luck? And we figured it was out. definitely was the like, other one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good luck killing a bear. <laughs> <out of there. laughs> there's no, there's no brush in there. Nowhere to hide. It's just reeds and then two small ponds that they had like, Made with the tractor before they flooded it. Oh man, you were just talking about squatting down in the reasoning thing. Remind me of a story with her. And uh, we went down to WMA. It was her first WMA, um, not not WMA SDA hunt, first hunt down there. 
we've been telling her about it and hey this is great and she's like daddy but my my leader my my waiters leak a little i said ah, you'll be all right come on we'll be okay stay in the kayak you'll be fine and so we go down there and it's it's slow i you know me all knowing of where the ducks will be i can feel them i can sense them I'm going right to them yeah i picked the wrong side they were all on the other side but we did have some but we went in there and she's sitting next she's standing next to me out of the kayak and um, to go to our other boys over on the other side. And I look over at her and she's putting cattails, little pieces of cattails inside of her waders. I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm feeding the minnows that are in my waders. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over at her and it was, they were bigger on her cause she was a lot smaller than I looked and it is level with the surface of the water. There, there's no dryness at all. And she's dropping pieces of cattail into the minnows that are inside her waders. That's that's one of the blessings about Florida not being so dang cold. Oh, yeah. Most of the duck season, your waders leak, you're like, ah, I'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like, yeah. Like, all right, let's, when we get out of here, let's make sure nobody's around because someone's going to call DCF on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, before we get any further, let me introduce everybody. Everybody we've got in the room. I'm your host, Will Krebs. i got Jordan here with me tonight. I'm here. Let's get it. I've got David Causey. Yes. Good to be here. Sierra Causey. Nice to be here. And what was your name again? You're the middle child, so it doesn't <laughs> really matter. Yeah, what was that? Colby. Colby. <laughs> Colby. Colby Causey. Uh, and David, you run Light em Up Adventures. Yes, yes. The whole family does. But the whole family. I'm the one that answers all the phone calls and has to do all the work and then they get credit. Fair <laughs> enough. Now, is that just strictly duck hunting or what kind of, what is, what do you guys do? No, we do duck hunting, frog gigging, we take out, you know, gator trips and everything, um, and some freshwater fishing, but bow fishing that sort of thing but it's primarily focused on duck hunting that is that's our bread and butter and that's honestly that's that's my life my world kind of stops and because mine does the whole family's world kind of stops because there are things in the air that that bring me to them and i must hunt (laughs) i can't breathe you know it i don't have to kill them i just got to be there in the hunt the scouting, the, everything about it, the, the spending the nights at the ramp, and we do that a lot. And every bit of it is, is well, the, yeah, y'all do too. <laughs> but <laughs> it's every bit of it is, I can't live without it. It's just, um, there's, it's an addiction worse than anything on the face of the planet, I can promise you. Are they there? Are they your automatic placeholders? They, they are. They are. It, they're plug and play. They're where I need to be. Yes, you are, but now you have like a, a real job. I'm a little bit concerned now, but we're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna start getting more calls from you, Matilda High School, that my daughter's not at school anymore because she's. I said, like, I know, but it's excused. Trust me, it's duck season. You got to understand <laughs> that's excused absences. Uh, you got to get that tent thing that Jordan's got. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. those are nice. I got a. It's a rooftop tent. That goes in the bed of my truck, or goes in the hitch of my truck, so I can park, unhook it, put all the stabilizers down, and then pull away from it. And the rooftop tent just pops up. It's on mounted on top of like a, a toolbox that would go inside of a flatbed. Yeah, but do you see how much I weigh compared to you? Hey, 
It's, we slept it's three like grown men. Three in grown thing. men in it. You'd be fine. Okay, I equal one. I equal the three grown men. That's it. <laughs> you'd, you'd be perfect. That sucker is is really a lot more sturdy than you think it is. Really, it's yeah. got yeah two yeah. pieces like uh, of aluminum, big aluminum I beam that run the length of it. Nice. Yeah, that. Yeah, we sleep in the back of the truck, back seat. I've done Feet that. Feet all crumped up like that. You wake up in the morning and and it's like, oh, God, I'm too old for this. Ooh, wait a minute. I hear the marsh waking up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had that that hunt in Georgia that he was just talking about. We had that coming up, and I'm a, a chronic uh, Facebook Marketplace surfer. So yes. I'd been surfing Marketplace, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'd been kind of wanting something like that. I don't know. And then we were trying to figure out how we were going to stay in the WMA. Like, were we going to set up a tent? Were we going to do hammocks? And then I found it on Marketplace for six hundred bucks. And the tin alone's worth like twelve hundred. Oh yeah. So I sent him and one of his uh buddies that was meeting us there from Kentucky the uh marketplace listing and they're both like, You won't do it. I'm like, don't tempt me because I really want it. <laughs> and then Don't his, ever yeah, say that. His buddy from Kentucky, his wife sent me uh was like a cash app thing that was like twenty five bucks. It said from AJ for your bad decisions. And then he texted me back. He's like, my wife just gave you $25. So now you have to buy it. Yes. <laughs> like, Damn. Yes. So I drove Christmas morning. I drove to uh, South Florida and bought it. Gosh. Was it Christmas morning? Yeah. What well, was the day after? No, it was Christmas morning. Really? Yeah. That's Christmas, Christmas present for him. Yeah. 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 We were playing with it, I guess, the day after Christmas. Yeah. In mom and dad's backyard. Yep. Uh, with the kids that run around out there. We took my son camping in it later this, uh, earlier this year um, up in the Ocala National Forest. And it got, right. got down to like 27 degrees that night. And yeah, well, it was, plenty, it was plenty warm inside the tent. And then I woke up in the middle of the night having a dream that somebody was breaking into my yeah, house. He and started I was yelling, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> my son's oh. first time going camping, <laughs> six years old. He says, what, Dad? And I hear him go. He's talking in his sleep. Go back to sleep. Just go back to sleep. Oh, gosh, <laughs> great experience. Go camping first time. Dad says he's gonna shoot somebody. Yeah, <laughs> all I remember was sitting up in my sleeping bag with my arms out like I've got a gun drawn in my dream I had. And then, poor kid. I know he was. T- I know he didn't sleep a wink after that. <laughs> I just went right back to sleep though. That's good. right. Good to go. Like we're good. <laughs> But that having that little tent thing makes a huge difference. Oh, I bet. I'm trying I to bet. figure out how to hook the boat up behind the tent. I don't know if it's going to work out, though. There's some guys that have a... They make a hammock from their boat to the truck and sleep right out in the hammock. And I'm like, ah, oh, those mosquitoes. Mm. They tear me up. I sit in my truck for 20 minutes and sit there with my pillow and hit them against the roof to kill all the mosquitoes before they Oh man, you just gotta know how to do it. That's right. You gotta know how to, you know how to sleep in a hammock that'll keep the skis off you. Yeah, yeah. I'm too big for a damn hammock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they make them that size. Oh, you can get one of them, uh, the hammocks like you put in your yard. Yes, the, the big, big rope net hammocks. That's what we have down at our keys house. Well, there you those. go. That I can get in. <laughs> I saw you guys were just down in the keys. We are. We go. We try to go on the weekends when it's not duck season. I can get down there because that's where we keep our big boat and the big thirty-two footer. And so we we're trying to hit the dolphin this year. Just it's been every year the dolphin has been getting a little bit tougher down there, and there's all kinds of theories and everything of what's going on. But it could be bad one day, and then they show up the next day. 
So I'm trying to hit them every weekend. I'm going back down this weekend. I haven't told my wife yet. <laughs> I am uh, going back down this weekend to try because they, they're going to be there any day, and I, I don't want, I don't want to miss them. That's one of my favorite things to do. But yeah. So how did you get started with Light 'Em Up Adventures, or how did Light 'Em Up Adventures get started? Well, I my whole life I enjoy taking people out. I enjoy the seeing other people's firsts letting them experience what I love and kind of giving them an idea of what it's about. So many people, I grew up in the Florida Keys and I was born down in Key West. I'm a natural, I'm a real conk. And I moved up here after college or to go to college. And I was a commercial fisherman down there going through high school. And then I moved up here to go to college and I got into law enforcement up here. But my dad's been taking me duck hunting my entire life. And I watching people duck hunt and watching people that have never done it, never experienced it. And just the look on their face and everything was something I needed to experience more. Uh, so I started up light of adventures basically to help fund a habit and, <laughs> and a hobby and basically just get people out there to work because I'm not that mad at them anymore. The ducks. I, I don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll pull the trigger. I'll, I'll knock my daughter out of the boat just to get, you know, the greenhead that's coming in if, you know, or whatever, knock them down just to get the shot. But I enjoy now sitting back, sitting in the back of the boat, watching everybody do it. And yeah, I just tell people I'm not, not quite that mad at them anymore. It used to be, I, I had to be the one pulling the trigger. It's not that. But that's basically how it got started. It's like, you know what? I can do this. I can take people out, let people experience it because I do it so much. I pretty much stay on top of them. I have enough good connections and I really try hard not to piss anybody off so I can keep connections with people like, hey, yeah, <laughs> I'm out of birds. You got birds over there? Yeah, I got birds. And we swap information back and forth. But and then my family got involved. They've all been hunting in my boat since they were in uh, car seats. I mean, literally, she was in a car seat on the bow of my boat, life vest on, car seat in a life vest, strapped to the boat. I don't know what we've done with the boat flipped, but <laughs> she was in a life vest. But they've been hunting with me forever. And then they got into it the same way. He, Colby runs his boat. Dakota runs his boat. Sierra's going to be running boats this year. Limited schedule, but she's going to be doing. We have I have some of my um, older clients that really want to go out with her just to kind of let her grow and do it. Um, but they've started to see that and experience that. And that is huge for somebody that's young to understand how special it is for people that don't get to hunt all the time to be able to watch them take their first birds. There's nothing we love more than taking kids. Oh my gosh. You take kids out on a boat and when they get there it's super early, they're timid about holding the gun. They're not sure their parents are having to hold them. Then it all just evolves. It might turn into an epic coot shoot, but yeah. I mean, there's going to be some, there's going to be some ammo spent that day, but 
that is then when that one bird happens to run into those bb's that were thrown out there just right <laughs> because you're pretty sure they didn't hit it it just committed suicide because it needed to do that for us now look on their face and the pictures and everything there's nothing every time we take a kid i relive all of my kids and my wife's first birds that that right there i'll do it forever i i, I get that i just got my son this year a, a 14 got a 14 for christmas oh yeah and he has been every i want to tear up the squirrel so bad he he killed two at the end of the year this year at the end of the season this season and then uh, finished spring baseball, and I said, well, you ready to play some baseball in the fall after summer's over? He's like, I'm ready for hunting season. Yes. I was like, that's my boy. That's <laughs> it. That's he, it. He loves to uh, get ready for what he calls duck season, but it's he's more super hens. into moorhen hunting. Which uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and hold our feet to the fire. You guys should come out, and uh, we're going to do another fundraiser. Um, future hunting in Florida. For future hunting in Florida, do a moorhen hunt and have a barbecue afterwards. And Oh, awesome. Stuff like that. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, let so, us know where we're in for that. It'll we're going to be on like a popka. Yeah, we're going to get the wind and the wear hammered out here uh, very shortly, and then we'll uh, post an event link for it. No, that'll be great. No, we'd love to come to that. Because it's, and I, I mean, I don't expect it. Well, we really, if we do it where we want to do it, we can't handle a crawfish ball turnout. Right. Uh, uh, and I would be blown away if we had 50 people show up. But I do. Um, I mean, I'm in talks with a guy who's going to make us a P-Row really? to give away. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so, um, I'm not drinking that. Yes, that's what he did. He brought it to you. I Here, know he did. Let me help you. Uh, he's he's going to make us a P-Row to give away. What is his refrigerator, though? It, it was. Okay. It was. Uh, I Look. I went down to the gas station and then I was like, I want a beer. So I walked down there to get beer and I look, I mean, I went in the co- in the cooler to look for Miller light. <laughs> it was that or Bud Light. And I was like, well, then all I could get was a 12 pack of ultra. I don't even, I don't even like, I drank. I was like, I'm gonna have a couple. I drank one. I was like, nah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> just, never been a fan of ultra period. I'm just, I'm not. Nope. But <laughs> We're definitely gonna do a more hen, a more hen hunt, and we're gonna get some uh, pork butts and make some pulled pork and That'd have barbecue awesome. on the shore. And yeah, no, we'll definitely be in for that. That sounds like a great event. Give I'll some bring good my stuff crew, away. So let me know if you need head, um, help with logistics because I know stuff like that's crazy. Wherever I go, my whole crew comes. So we'll we'll definitely let you know. Five of us to help you out. We'll definitely let you know. So what do you guys think about? Light em Up Adventures. Well, before we get there, when did Light em Up Adventures get started? <sighs> I was just thinking that. Oh, it's no, it's been longer than that, son. <laughs> I, I think it's. I think I'm on my eighth year now, and yeah, I think it's been eight eight years because it was before. All right, how long ago did they close the area five? At the marsh. Do y'all have any idea on that? Mm. No. I so you'd have a much better idea than I would. No. I didn't really. When I first started hunting the marsh, I didn't know where I was hunting. I just knew that I was riding in people's boats and going wherever they went. Yeah. It might have been about seven years, but that we've been doing seven or eight years, somewhere in there. And, you know, that that was where I really had the, it was like, yeah, I need to do this. And it started off just me 
putting word out there and getting a couple clients and those clients telling a couple clients and then I was like, ooh, pumping the brakes a little bit because I still then was still angry at them and wanted to do a lot of shooting myself. And so I pumped brakes a little bit on it and then, oh, well, okay, I'd give in and get more clients. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is getting out of control. I'm not able to hunt anymore. <laughs> and then I, I, I remember it. I remember my oldest son's first clients he took out. They were ones that I had had for a long time and i knew everything about them they're fine they're they're very safe they knew their birds they it wasn't any concern and then it just then i saw how much he loved taking people out and he's very angry at the birds still i mean <laughs> very but uh he enjoys just as much taking people out right so that's that's that worked out really well and then he started, and I'm looking forward to this one over here doing some all-women trips. That's that's what I'm planning with that is, is a niche that I think she would do well at. And I was going to have my wife do that too. and then But my wife is, is not at that point yet because she's still a little angry at the birds too. Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Uh, I enjoy hunting ducks, man, but I I enjoy hunting ducks until it gets to about late muzzleloader season, early uh, rifle season, then I'm I'm ready to go chase a whitetail deer. Yeah, see, I've been deer hunting my whole life and I you know, it gotta be quiet. You gotta sit still. <laughs> I gotta wear special clothes. I gotta climb way up the ladders. I mean it, it's just I got to where the thrill of the speed of the birds coming in, you know, you're watching them come in, watching them bank around, realizing you just set up completely wrong and having to change it. And the, the high speed of it really just takes me in. Don't get me wrong. Someone says, Hey, let's go kill a deer. I'm going to go, I'm put that gun down and go kill a deer after I get off duck hunting. <laughs> he actually lives over by where that big eight point that we saw last bow season was almost right behind his house. Wait a minute. It was behind my house. It was in the marsh back there. I'm sure we're probably talking about the same big we eight were point. Actually, so we were actually further. I'm trying to think of what you're talking west. about. When we were walking around to scout and we should have had the bow oh, with us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back behind the horse farms. Yeah. 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 yeah that's that's uh we were walking around the scout back there and he stepped out probably i don't know what 10 yards in front of us stood there for a good 30 stood seconds there for a good 30 seconds. i gotta train him better and me. i was like man if i'd have had a bow <laughs> i could literally could have just sat there drawn back and stuck him right there in front of me he wouldn't have let you draw back on him he'd have took off yeah probably the only reason he stood there he said a couple of fools yeah. <laughs> and then went off on his way. Uh, he's, he was lost. He was get back on the other side of that pond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to him about that. I'll put a memo out. Yeah. Then you just stop. That's let's just set a trail camera over there, and then uh, never went back to hunt it, and never went back to check it. Wait a minute. Has it we, checked we, it since? Yeah, we've gone and gotten it, and it just had a bunch of bears and, and yeah, bears and does on it. Yeah. Okay, then it wasn't yours. <laughs> Somebody set one up right behind my house. Like, you could stand in my backyard and mm. see his stand. 
It and was on the edge of the big pond that's to the west there. Yeah, the pond. So I, I left that guy some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, boy, have y'all checked your camera yet? Yeah. <laughs> nope, not us. Uh, I, that's why I've always uh, – one of the things I've enjoyed, enjoyed about, you know, my entire life we grew up hunting, or I – me and Jordan, we grew up hunting in, like, South Georgia. There wasn't a lot of deer hunting that we did in Florida. My dad started hunting here, killed his first deer, I believe. Ran dogs. Ocala, yeah. ran dogs, um, and then got out of running dogs, started still hunting, got a lease in Georgia. And about that time, when I I, that, I was about four, three or four, when we started doing that. So and then he's done that ever since. Right. So we grew up hunting in all across South Central, Southwest Georgia. Now we have a lease in Alabama. So not only it not only now you know you travel five hours to go hunt deer but on the weekends where you're not going to go travel five hours well let's go on some ducks right i'll do that I can do that right here by the house oh yeah or we go up there and hunt and then the last place we had before this we had a creek on the backside in the wintertime that would flood and talk about a great wood duck hole so oh, we'd get up man. there and you wake up in the morning and it's pissing rain you're like i'm not gonna go sit in the deer stand today right. i'm gonna go down the bottom in the waders we're gonna shoot some wood ducks yep Oh yeah, we all the hunting deer hunting. I did. Well, when I moved up here, I ran dogs for a while, and I got out of that. But I still hunted forever, so ever since I was a baby with my dad up in Georgia, and we hunted in leases all over Georgia. The last one we were in was McRae, Georgia, and it was you know it was great. We killed some nice bucks on it, and with the new rules with chronic waste and everything like that, and no bone coming back, and it just it started to put just extra headaches on the whole thing i'm like no i don't make enough time to come up here to set the food plots and do everything i need to do because i know i'm gonna be in a marsh i know i'll yeah. be out there duck hunting <laughs> you um, do a little bit of processing though too don't do. you yeah see we do so yeah, you need to take I, here I, I i'm fucked up he took his to the uh, other local processor and has been very upset with it well, ever since. The reason we do processing is because of other processors. They are yeah. my best advertisement. I uh, dropped off a 125-pound live weight. Well, he was like 130-something. Two Winn-Dixie bags worth of meat back? I got uh, 10 packs of hamburger and five packs of cubes. That's just about, that's about right. That's why we get so busy. Now, it really dropped off with all the Georgia deer not coming in because yeah. of the bone thing. You know, it's a lot easier for them to take them to a processor up there than debone everything and bring it down here. Um, but Florida deer? No, we, everybody brings them in there because we are – I'm a little ridiculous. The buzzards are hungry when we're done because there's nothing to eat. All right? The carcasses, you can see right through them. I mean, it – everything is is usable it's just usable in different ways well i'll tell you what what struck me odd was uh, i didn't have anything made out of that deer except for hamburger and cube steak yeah. that was it and i told him I, you know i wanted my cube steak made out of my back strap and tenderloin everything else hamburger both hams both shoulders oh necros you didn't make any kind of bad shot that destroyed meat either mm -mm. yeah that, that should have been a, an entire cooler full of tubes of, of hamburger meat i mean right i and I knew what I should have got back, and I should have said something when I was there, yeah. because he was like, "You, what, what would you, what'd you shoot?" And I was like, uh, "Here we go. You don't even know what I've got. What's supposed to be mine in there? You about to just give me something based You're, on what you think I brought in." That's right. And, yeah. and you know, it. I we pride ourselves like there's nothing more than I like it when I'm 
divvying up a cooler or one kid divvying up a cooler. And they're like, that's too much meat. That's 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 too much meat. Yes, you divvy oh, up most of the coolers now. But uh, yeah, that's too much meat. What, where, what's all that from? Well, got added fat to it, guys. I mean, right. you're going to have extra. Um, because seriously, everything is usable. I mean, if, if it's not... I mean, the sinewy stuff and everything like that, once it goes to the grinder, that is some of the best binder for hamburger that there is. Absolutely. Well, I mean, having dropped, I'd say your average dough, I could shoot 115, 125-pound dough in Georgia. Right. Be about average. Drop her off at the processor, go pick her up, and I'm getting two, like, big paper Kroger sacks full of right. meat. Yep. That's... Sometimes two and a quarter. Yeah, but they'll be full bags. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got maybe... A Walmart bag and a half. Yeah, that's. I was like, that's yeah. ah, not. Yeah, somebody else got your meat. He ate it. One or the other. That's it. It's one of those things you live and learn. And yeah, the, you like live I, and learn. Like I said, that's that's one of our best advertisers, and, and that's why we started doing it. That's why I bought the equipment, and we do it because it's just. I and plus we make so much sausage out of our duck and geese, so we need to have the stuff anyhow. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. As we move through life, it's inevitable that we're going to find ourselves needing trusted advice from legal counsel. From business transactions to real estate, lawsuits to contract matters, we all need advice and assistance from time to time. Attorney Roman Hammes, multi-state law practice, focuses on litigation, business law, and real estate. Roman helps individuals and business owners find solutions to their legal problems. If push comes to shove, Roman is an experienced litigator with extensive trial experience and the ability to take it all the way. He's been named Super Lawyer every year from 2016 to present, a distinction given to only 5% of practicing lawyers. Most importantly, Roman is an avid hunter, angler, conservationist, and proud supporter of the UPO Nation. When you need dependable legal counsel, call Roman, 407-680-6050 or 843-324-1727 or email roman at romanvhamas.com. That's R-O-M-A-N at R-O-M-A-N v h a m m e s dot com offices florida and south carolina <laughs> yeah y'all shoot a bunch of geese too oh yeah oh the gosh now you think ducks are addicting oh those white geese do something to you you didn't know you can do mm. I went and shot uh, some Canadians and cranes in Texas. Now, that's um, something I want to do. Cranes. I want to go back so bad. <clears throat> yeah, Those I, cranes, it's like a freaking... What I didn't realize is it was the first time I'd ever been to Texas, period. So they're like, hey, we're going to put you under this pivot in these layouts, and then we're going to put tumbleweeds on you. And you're like, oh, cool, yeah, tumbleweeds. You don't realize that a tumbleweed is a briar vine yes. that has rolled across the desert for days. <laughs> Right, so when you like, it's all up on you and stuff. When you go to move it, you're getting stabbed. Like you go to fling it, you just cram your hand into a briar vine before you pop up out of the. Oh, but the cranes were that was awesome. 
Worth yeah. it. That's yeah. something I haven't done yet is cranes. My wife and I are going to do a crane hunt. I promised her, and I've changed plans. We went to Alaska last year instead of going on a crane hunt. Went to Lubbock, Texas. Yes. But, oh, man. I have some really good friends out in Oklahoma and all around that say, hey, you come out here, we'll put you on cranes. Jordan got super lucky on that hunt. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jim, our other co-host, called me. He was like, hey, you want to go to Texas and hunt cranes? And I was like, heck yeah, how much? He's all you got to do is pay for your plane ticket and you're part of the hotel. Everything else is covered already because we had a guy back out. I was like, hell yeah, what are the dates? The week I was closing on this house. And I was like, ah. Oh. I was like, call, call my, I can't go, but call, call my brother. Oh. And, he, yeah. and it was like, <laughs> I don't even know if it was a month out that he called in on it. Oh, it's like two or three weeks maybe. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, can you get the time off work? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to let him know I'm not going to be there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there are plenty of jobs yeah. out there. I'm just going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like I put in and like, because luckily the owners that come to that work for at that time, uh, they were pretty big hunters too. And like in the request, I was like, crane hunting in Texas. Yes. And then it came back like next day approved. I was like, yeah, that's like, that's like her. <laughs> yeah. That's like her out of excused absence. That's yeah. crane hunting in Texas. Excuse. Yeah. <laughs> See, what I would say is that I'm watching the migration, but my school does not accept that anymore. <laughs> you, have to, you know, you have to do those pre approved absences. Yeah. All right. So, what it is is a, we, I get pretty creative with it. And, the problem is I had to do it like every year because we go out to Mississippi and everything every at the end, at the close of every season, we have family out there. And so we have to come up with some creative ways to get this excuse. So it has to be an educational trip. Right. So studying the migration of the, the reverse migration of the snow geese and, and uh, studying the the levels of juveniles versus adults and everything like that. And now they're like, yes, yeah, we know you're going to shoot snow geese, whatever. <laughs> I've done it for all three of those excuses. Here we go. There we go. Hate them out. Yeah. The day I got back, they're like, so let's see the pictures. Yeah. Like, yeah. What you're talking about? We, we were, we studied them. Yeah, we were studying them. Yeah. Listen, Hemingway. Yeah. Hemingway we had to harvest them before we could properly study them. Right. Tell them you study Hemingway. That's how he did it. He had everything in his hand and did up close studies. That's, that's what I do. I, he, it's a part of my life. He was in Key West. It's a part of my life. We do it. It's the Audubon and all that stuff. That's how they studied them. It's biology. It's uh, it, uh, several it's different types of, of science. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Mathematics. You yeah. got to make sure your limits limits are on right. You yes. know. Yeah. You, oh yeah. Hey, it's all there. Definitely. Definitely. It's got to be some geometry involved in, you know, like leading the bird as well. Not with snow geese. You just pull the trigger well, as yeah. fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Extended tubes and no limits because we do the conservation season. Yeah. Right. And it's just, there, there's something about rattling them off 13 out of that out of that shotgun and then shoving 13 more in at the next volley that comes by and singing them off. It's like, oh, and then sending the dogs out, let them do their thing. I didn't get the 13 experience, but the experience of like literally laying in the middle of the spread and then the birds are like coming down on top of you. That's it's amazing. Yeah. And we actually managed to shoot a Pacific Brant while we were out there in Texas. Really? Yeah. That dude was lost. <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> he took the wrong turn. Yeah. <laughs> but you had no, it's the amount of geese coming in is what's amazing. And then being with somebody like, you know, my family out there, he, He's very good at it. I am not as good at 
calling the shot on geese as he is. Because I see their beaks and their eyeballs and their feet, and I just, it's time. Go, go, take them, take them, take them. And yeah, no, he waits till they circle again and come back in. Okay, then the wad is closer and there's more of them there. Like, okay, that was a good call. Oh, I'd call it now. No, he lets them circle again, and then there's more there. It's like, oh, my gosh, how do you do this? <laughs> Killing me. I'm interested to see what that agriculture pond produces this year if they plant peanuts geese-wise in Alabama. Ooh. Yeah. Because we've got uh, – how, how big is that pond? I haven't physically seen it. I think it's an acre or so. Nah, yeah, it might be an acre. One acre on the edge of the agriculture pond or agriculture field. Now, a lot of times up there in, in Georgia where we were, all the peanut fields around – they had a problem with Canadians. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we would hear them when we had a lease in, in Georgia, but we didn't have <clears throat> water next to the agriculture. Okay. Uh, and the property across the road from us where you could hear them at, there was water on their agriculture or oh, near their agriculture. Nice. Um, yeah, you're going to pull over. Well, well, we'll see. We get, we're in a totally different place this year. Because we were last time we had a lease, we didn't have a lease last year. Before that, we were in around Tifton, Georgia. I guess we're in okay. South Central Alabama. We're in Op Alabama. Okay, so it's right near uh, like Troy and stuff like that. Right, okay. Troy's down south, isn't it? I think. I have no idea. Yeah. That's the that's the big deer over there. Uh, we hope. I hope. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But all I got to do was I walked it for probably four hours and said, "Is this or nothing else?" So. Let's do it. Yeah, I found it. I found it on Facebook, and I sent it to him and my dad. And I was like, "This is this is what we y'all need to go check this out." I really meant for him to go check it out because he wasn't working and working for himself like he is now, at the time. And uh, my dad was like, "Well, I got to work." I was like, "I know that." Send Jordan up there to go look at it. We can trust you know what mm-hmm. he sees. And uh, my dad ended up calling, playing hooky that day, and going with him. Yes. Like, and then we leased it. So, but we haven't been back since. We need to get back up there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, get ready for it. Facebook stalk the previous leasers and find out what they, what kind of stuff they killed on it. Well, I can tell you that they had a trail camera there, and I brought my computer with me. So I pulled the car on their trail camera. They came in once during bow season, filled the feeders, and that was the only time for the rest of the year that you ever saw them on that trail camera. They oh. filled the feeder once. The, the, it emptied. They never came back to fill the feeder again. They never checked the camera. Nothing. Filled it once, never came back. Hopefully the rest of the property is untouched like that, too. Well, all the property around us isn't huntable. It is huntable, it. but well, yeah, it, our, the guy that leases the property to us, his uncle owns a property around us and won't let anybody hunt or lease it because he's worried about the liability of hunters. Ah, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, that whole, that whole worry. Yeah. Well, the thing is, nice thing about it is we don't have to worry about the neighbor. You know, if we don't shoot it, the neighbor will. That's a big thing. Because yeah, the neighbor's neighbor. not shooting it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want to pass that one up because it's going to walk across the fence line and get whacked. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. And I, it is what it is. So back to my question earlier, what do you guys think about Light Up Adventures? Well, I'm excited to see how I grow this season. I'm excited to um, take people out. But the only hard thing is, is with my younger generation is there's not a lot of girls, especially that hunt. So it's hard to find friends that will hunt with me, but I'm hoping to reach out a little bit more and try to make some girl hunts. 
The boys line up, though. It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is a couple of them that are like, like hey, can we go out with you this season? And yeah. uh-huh. I took uh-huh. one out one time with my dad, and that was a bad experience because he made a pin. Oh. And, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Told all of his friends about it. <laughs> but, Everybody. But that's okay. They could never beat us there, so it was okay. The next year. Yeah, because you were always the first in line. Always. I try to be. It's, it's camp. Camp Causey. He was out. the first in line for the youth hunt that year. We were yeah. up there. It was <laughs> like a day and a half ahead and standing out, sitting out by the road waiting for the youth hunt. And like You realize it's just the youth hunt, right? I'm like, yeah, but it's my baby girl's last youth hunt. Yeah. And then this one right here, Colby Hill, he'll – stay the nights because i'm getting i'm getting i found out i'm getting a little older it's a lot easier to sleep in a bed and, but you know we'll get out there and, and get it done i i i actually enjoy it I, I really do i i complain a lot about sleeping in the truck but i enjoy it i really do and there's there's something about it the whole a lot of people say man i hate hunting out there so many people it's a rat race and everything i love it i think it's hilarious (laughs) i mean when it's good it's good when it's bad it's real bad and then there's not so many people there but it's going out and getting out there in your spots and and then putting all out and and then sitting back in the boat and watching all the boats run around trying to find spots that decide to show up at six o'clock it's like (laughs) what are you doing dude you know and (laughs) And then people go and put layouts and like, oh boy, I wonder. I hope there's good lights on those layouts. Yeah, he's gonna jump it. (laughs) So, but I really enjoy that. Now, I do enjoy quiet hunts on private property where you don't have to worry about that as well. But the clients that we have, they enjoy that sort of thing. They think it's comical. Most of our people are from up north, right? Um, A large amount of them are from New York and New Jersey and that sort of thing. And they think it's absolutely hilarious. They love to hear the other shots. They love to watch a bird come by and 14 different hunters shoot at that bird and it flies over and then they shoot it. They they just go nuts about that. And, you know, and I tell them, it's no secret. Guys, you're all going to be hunting public land. You need to wear Kevlar vests, uh, eyeglasses. Uh, You never know. We could get run over by another boat. There could be one hunting 50 yards from us or 50 feet from us. And so they don't think or expect, hey, we're going to be the only ones out there. They know that. It's not the case. So, but they enjoy it. They have a good time. So it's it's very interesting. What do you think? Well, I've personally like felt myself grow with it and – my brother still gets mad at the birds, and me, I can sit back, take a nap, let them shoot. That's the problem is he takes a nap. <laughs> he does that. I can sleep anywhere. So this was his last year was his first year of of running groups, um, and everybody in life, I mean, like everybody, matures in different ways at different stages, and like the whole sleeping thing. All right. He go out and hunt, and you won't hear a shot come out of the boat. And everybody else is smoking them. We're done. We're done. What's up with Colby? He's sleeping. 
<laughs> so the last year was his, his first year and it was a, it was a big year for me because to watch him you know do it and and, and that worry the first you know 4 a.m when he's running across by himself you know and then setting up the decoys and then of course i get done setting mine up and that father instinct i had to run over there and make sure he didn't fall out of the boat because He's not answering his phone because he fell asleep in the bottom of it after he set his decoys up and didn't text me to say, hey, dad, they're out. All's good. You know, so I run over there and, okay, he's good. I run back. But it was it was a big time. It was a great year for us for that reason is, is watching him do so well and then hearing the clients come back and say, hey, your boy's awesome. We had such a good time. He's so laid back. And it's like, yeah, you stay laid awake. back enough to take a nap, you I guess. You huh? stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> and he and and Colby is the reason that we change the way we do breakfast. One of the biggest thing I swear, some of my clients, most of the reason they come is for the breakfast on the boat. All right, we always cooked the breakfast on the boat, and with our little Coleman stoves and everything, and and it's you know hot, fresh cooked breakfast on the boat while they're shooting. And I did it right around that, just before the 9 o'clock flight that you would get. So things start slowing down about 8 o'clock, and people are leaving, and then people start moving around. So I'd feed them breakfast during that slow time. And then by the time they're done eating, boom, they're all shooting again. So that's normally when we feed them. I drove over to Colby one day, and we'd done this, and I didn't realize it until I saw it. I looked over, and his barbecue grill is sitting on the back of the boat, on the fuel tank. I thought that was Dakota. You're talking about your other son. Was that, it Dakota? That was Dakota. Okay. Then it was Dakota. <laughs> your son can't cook, but I can. No, no. The, no, the, the stove was, that's right, it was Dakota. Because I remember because he was in the boat that you're in now, not his prodigy. That's right. It was sitting, he was cooking, and he, he's a horrible cook, but you, anybody can cook sausage and eggs and wrap them in a tortilla and make them taste good. But... And it was sitting on the fuel can. I'm like, that's going to blow up. <laughs> I mean, and I looked, and I said, wait a minute. I do the same thing. I cook right there on the edge. My fuel can's right there. I said, we're all going to die. <laughs> I was like, this is, this, is, this is a safety issue here. So we changed it. Now I cook it at the boat ramp before we go in. I have these hot things. They stay hot for like nine hours. It's great. So everybody has their own thing, their own little can so everybody gets still gets their hot breakfast but we don't blow up any boats that same year after we stopped doing that two of the friends that i know that are out in uh, arkansas one of mississippi one actually blew the back of their boat up oh because geez. they were doing that right there they cooked something went in melted the plastic ignited and caught everything and boom that's like we, we went to cook uh, me and briar one day in the boat and he had an old white gas stove and I could see the white gas leaking. I was like, "Hey, let's let's just we'll skip breakfast, right? Let's walk inside. We we about to have a real mess if, if we get a fire going in here." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's gas cans and vents on top and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. It's nice and hot, so it's fuming out. Really yeah, let's light a fire on top of it and cook <laughs> breakfast. So my clients this year, some of my New York guys, some of my older guys, they're they're awesome. They're uh, they don't call themselves professional shooters, but they're retired. They shoot trap 
every day of their life and they compete all over the country. I think they're professional shooters. And watching them shoot my boat, I'm pretty sure they're professional shooters. But this year, we were handing it all. I was handing out the breakfast and everything. They're like, oh, yeah. Man, we've always been scared to death you're going to blow us up cooking on that gas can. I'm like, why didn't you, <laughs> why don't you say me? something? Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, let me pause this for just a second. So what keeps you guys busy in the summertime outside of duck season? Oh, man. I, we fish so much. Um, I mean, we got the house in the Keys. So we're always going down there. And it's just now that the boys are working, that kind of put a damper on all my fun. and uh, But we, we fish every chance. We, we don't hold still. That's the big thing is is our life is is never stagnant. We can I can honestly tell you we are never bored. I've never been able to say that in my life. I'm bored. I don't know what to do. No, we're doing something. We're going to the sandbar on the mud boats, you know, the poker run, the mud, the crawfish bowl. That was a, a absolute blast. Um, doing stuff like that, hanging out with friends, going fishing, taking people, you know, like down the keys. We got the house down there and, and absolutely that house is for people to come and enjoy with us. There's no, I mean, this is kind of like the duck hunting thing. I enjoy people coming down there and seeing first. I love to go do the tourist thing in Key West with them, take them down there and, and let them see that for the first time, letting them see the little key deer, my little yard pets that are all over the place, annoying as heck. But, you know, that's, we get a lot of enjoyment out of that, but we go down as much as we can. Like all the kids, they were bow fishing the other night and brought a, brought a ridiculous amount of fish back to clean. And she went bow 30, fishing, was it yesterday? 35. You guys got 35, 35. fish. Yeah. Jesus. She went bow you know how many fish I'd have to miss to hit 35 fish bow fishing? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, the rate, the, I, they were, they were, they missed a lot. Yeah. I'd have to miss about a, another 965 of them. They took a ringer with them. Don't <laughs> let them lie. They, they took, I got one. They took a, they took a guy with them. That is, I was the driver. So that night I was the driver. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, driver, that's an important job, but. They they did have a they did have a shooter that was a ringer. He was he doesn't miss much. So, but was, I truly think that our schedule is different for all of us because they have full time jobs, and I'm trying to juggle my two sports, cheer and volleyball, my work, and I'm also dual enrolled. So, trying to get some college done ahead of time. Very smart. In, yeah, she's in tenth grade. Well, it's trying to save now. me money. What eleventh now. It's not started next year. It's still technically 10th. Don't age me any more than I already am. But she's gonna she's doing the program where she'll graduate with her AA before before That's she graduates high school. That's the goal. That's yeah. the goal that we're striving for. A lot of gray hairs. Oh, I'm telling you. This is happening this year. <laughs> it's okay. It's Christmas. Um, and it's sock. We got him a little dye for his hair. He hasn't used it yet, but See, I think he will. You- <laughs> When I was younger, I always believed that you didn't get grays until you're older. I'm only 28 now, and I already have a ton of grays. And I'm like, these that's people right. were lying to me. They lying. That's sprigs yeah. of wisdom. Yeah. Every yeah. gray hair. You don't even have kids, and you're not even married. I know. Oh, dude, they're coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to turn white. <laughs> <Yeah>. Quick. 
Yeah, I, uh, my wife last night. She that was really nice of her. I really appreciate what she did to me last night. But she's looking at pictures. She's like, "Wow, look how brown your hair was." I'm like, "When was that?" She's like, "Last year." I'm like, really? <laughs> you couldn't have said it was before chemo and radiation and everything, where I could have blamed it on that. No, last year. Okay. <laughs> so I think you mentioned earlier, you guys. You said you got boat fishing trips, frog gigging. How often y'all go frog gigging? I ain't been frog gigging in a hot minute. In fact, I think the last time I actually went frog gigging was when I lived in a house in Georgia and I heard frogs in the retention pond behind the house. So then I got another buddy who I was in the army with who grew up in New Smyrna. I was like, hey man, you want to gig some frogs? He's like, yeah. So yes. we went back there and we got into my neighbor's uh, house because he had a gate at the back of his property. And he's like, you're going to you're gonna do what? Like, we're going to go back there and stab frogs because he used to let us through to go fish in the retention pond during the daytime yep well this is going to be going back at night and he's like you 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 eat them and i was like yeah they're delicious i was like i'll bring you some when we get some so we went through the one night and gigged a whole bunch of them and then the pond got really quiet after that but that's right yeah (laughs) (laughs) and the mosquito population went really bad yeah Yeah. (laughs) but uh and it brought him some. He's like, dude, those are delicious. Like, I thought, there's a reason we're back there at 10, yes. 11, 12 o'clock at night sticking frogs with a stick. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, we do more frog grabbing than we do sticking. I'd rather grab than stick. I miss every time with that thing. I love yeah. just hanging over the bow and grabbing them. That's right. That's right. No, I still, I mean, I, don't, I like that too, but I still stand by it. the most fun I've ever had, quote unquote, gigging frogs was when we decided to do it. We had a, they're in like a deep ditch, like eight foot deep ditch. We were shooting them with a bow. We oh, used to have man. permission to quote unquote varmint hunt Long and Scott Farms. Okay. So we were shooting them out of the. Uh, You're riding in the bed of a pickup truck with yeah. spotlight, shining them and shooting them out of the 10, irrigation 20 ditches. yards in the irrigation ditches. Oh, yeah. That was and then fun. go to the other side of the ditch, climb down, pick the arrow up put the frog in the bucket, put it back in the quiver and just stick the other side of the bank the whole way down, turn around, do that, just laps and on one ditch until that one gets quiet. Then you go to the next one, start doing the other over there. Yes. Yeah. That, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I ride in the boat, the back of the boat driving with the, the uh, gig usually while they're up grabbing on the front and I try to get the ones they miss. But as I try not to wreck into the weeds or wherever we're going, <laughs> Yeah, shooting the frogs with the boat was all fun until you miss and the water's deep. And then you realize there went 40 bucks. Oh, yeah. Because you ain't finding that arrow in the no, bottom of that. No. No. When you go and you invest in the glow knocks and they have all this and the nice expensive same arrow you were deer hunting with because that's what the bow sided with and all this. And then you shoot and miss one and adios. No, we were shooting with the same arrows that we deer hunted with because we were kids and we're too broke to buy oh, yeah. arrows. <laughs> I was just thinking, man, I'd, I think I'd be reverting to using my bow fishing arrows and reeling it back across the ditch <laughs> you just don't that. get that same accuracy though with no. the bow fishing arrow you do shooting a regular fletched arrow talking about lobbing out the yeah lobbing out the telephone poles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much how it is but do you guide the bow fishing trips and and frogging and stuff yep, like that we too? take those yep we can take those we're not as set up with the lights dakota's new prodigy that things light up like a christmas tree so that one's good to do, and that's new this year. Um, so yes, we can do those. The frogs have been on a little on the low side everywhere lately. We really don't know why. Um, everybody that's gone out have not had that much luck right here in 
our little area. And, you know, a trip like that, you don't want to, you don't want to really have to drive far to do it because yeah. there's very little in it. Yeah. It's more of a, yeah, let's go out there. We'll get it right. done for you. And maybe for what they pay, we just paid for the fuel. Right. Maybe. <laughs> we surely didn't pay for the arrows they lost or the yeah. gigs that they dropped overside or, or whatnot. But, but yeah, that's pretty much it. It's it's a lot of fun. Now, we have a, I have another buddy of mine that said, hey, I'll, well, I don't know how to do all that side, but, and he's really good at bow fishing. And he has the complete light set up around the whole boat. And he said, I'll take trips for you out there. He said, you book me, I'll take him out. And, and he does a competition and everything. So I was like, hey, all right, that that's a good setup. So, yeah, the catfish have been on fire lately. They've been killing them. Killing I was about them. to he, say that I want to go find a spot with some catfish, shoot yeah. some catfish. They've been slaying them. And, and the fun thing about that, it's daytime. You don't have to be up late. Old yeah. People like me can get back in bed. You know, at a normal time. And he wanted me to go the other day with him during the day. I'm like, I got to work. He said, oh, I'll call in sick. I said, I can't. I said, Every day I'm off. I'm probably heading down south to go to the Keys or something. He's like, oh, man, they're on fire. Come on, let's go. He said, I'll drive. You just shoot. I'm like, and then I, I was free a day. And I said, hey, I'm free. Let's go. He said, yeah, I can't be on the water. So what do you mean you can't be on the water? He said, I have a tournament tomorrow. I can't be on the water for 24 hours prior to my tournament. Oh. I'm like, that's some junk. I said, I'm finally free, and now you can't be on the water? He's like, yeah. That's the way it works. I can't was like, can't I was like, be on the water or can't be on the body of water he has a tournament on? He couldn't be on any water because it was not the body the tournament was on because he wouldn't let me go kill all his tournament fish. Oh, so he's doing like a boat fishing tournament. Yes, it was a boat mm. fishing tournament that he was in. And he said, yeah, I can't be on the water. I'm like, what do you mean you can't be on the water? That's stupid. He said, that's the rules. It's like, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh. But it's, I want to get up there because they're still going. They're still hot. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, my friend went out the other day and he loaded up on catfish. Yeah. Boat fishing is an art form. Oh, it is. It's one of those things like back in the day before I had a real job and no kids and no zero responsibilities, I could, I was really good at it. But now, not if it's not like practice. riding a bike you, i mean you have to practice constantly to be good at it oh yeah i guarantee if i went out tonight my first 50 shots would be not even close yeah i was gonna say any any time i go out anymore i'm like hey you gotta let me warm up for we. that's right <laughs> that's right find the dumb ones that are deaf dumb and blind and let me aim for a yeah. while give me give me that guard that's running away from me so that no matter what as long as i got my left and right right we're gonna hit it somewhere we're in gonna there. hit it somewhere yeah. in the body yeah yeah, or that tilapia that's like a freaking pie plate down there. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting there sideways and asleep or dead. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I used to love to do mullet because I love smoked mullet. And so we'd go fill a cooler up, bow fishing mullet. And it would, once I got on and realized where I needed to aim, it was great. But man, sometimes it might be the whole morning. <laughs> Oh, before I we, start getting on. We had a spot bow fishing back in the day. I'm sure you could still do it now in the same spot, but the well, depending on the water level, the river would get, I mean, like four inches shallow in this one spot. Oh, nice. And so you could sit the boat in about the 10-inch to one-foot spot and anchor down right there, and the, the mullet would push to the right in the real shallow water. 
So you'd stand there and you could watch them hit the shallow in front of you and start coming towards you. And then you could draw back. You had plenty of time to get ready. It wasn't like, oh crap. And there they yes. are. You had the time to prepare. <clears throat> it's sit there and shoot them all day. It's the same pressure. river that uh, there's the majority of catfish on right now too. So yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured it probably yeah. would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, you know, the good thing about that being in the shallow water, that's great because you don't have to worry about the, refraction nearly as much yeah oh yeah and you look like a superstar and then you go out in one foot water and like i don't know why i can't hit him somewhere on the bow yeah we <laughs> grew up on uh lake ola too over in tangerine so that all oh, dude we would spend night after every single summer it seemed like every night we were out there bow fishing oh wow and there were some massive gar and some of those uh big old weed carp yes <laughs> <laughs> i think i shot one one time that weighed some 56 like pounds yeah. what yeah Oh my goodness gracious! It took both. He shot it, and then I shot it after he shot it. it. Took both of us to get it in the boat. Had it in that little twelve foot john boat out there, about capsized the boat, trying to get it back to the dang <laughs> shore with that fish flopping around in there. Oh man, <clears throat> that that john boat with a little troll motor on it. Yep, you did sink one one night though. I did boat fishing. <laughs> we had a fifty dollar john boat that Papa had bought at a yard sale, and just oh, put wow. a big wooden deck on the front of it with some old KC light bolted to it. And then, I, like, a regular house switch to turn them on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I want to get the... I'm I'm now that I'm pretty sure after the other day, I'm going to be losing my boat. Um, and it's going to be going to them. Oh, yes, it'll be Me. going to you. Maybe. And then she'll be getting yours. Um, I'm in the... I'm shopping for one right now, and since Dakota got his Prodigy, man, I, that thing is just Cadillac, and it's stable, and so I'm, I'm shopping for one, but when I get it, I, I'm i an old guy now. I, I, I'll work extra overtime, whatever I got to do. I want the lights for bow fishing. I want the platform for bow fishing. We're, oh, yeah. I'm excited. I want the whole rig. The Under Pressure Outdoors podcast is brought to you in part by Hang Free. With a mission to provide top quality products for the best possible price, Hang Free believes that the saddle hunting experience is worth more than money. They create both tried and true products as well as debut new items to the saddle hunting community, creating a community of saddle hunters that don't have to break the bank to participate in the hobby that they love. Do yourself a favor and join the Hang Free family this hunting season. They truly have everything you need. Don't forget to use offer code UPO10 at checkout for 10% off your order at hangfree.co. Radio. I don't think I've ever fished or bow fished off a boat that actually had lights for bow fishing. Usually that consists of there's two guys on the front of the boat. One guy has a gig and a spotlight, and the other guy has a bow. Oh, man. They run the generators now. They have the little generators in the back and run all the floodlights around. It's like little pieces of sun everywhere oh they had they had that when i was bow fishing a lot too the the little the honda little honda quiet honda generators right. and like all the lights except we were poor oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> now our bow fishing for a very long time consisted of hey stop looking away with your headlamp you know, oh, yeah 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 the one on the one on the brim of the oh, hat yeah, yeah. You get the light down the coon hunting lights yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and that was our frog gig in and all that and mm-hmm. now you've not to worry about all that stuff so there's lights are everywhere you know a bar light light up everything yeah so and they're cheap i would say light bars are cheap now too yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a on all of our boats except dakota's we have a one big light bar on the front and then two on the side 
And that's like the perfect frog you can set up because they just lay up there off the bow, one on each side of the light, just the frogs can't see anything. So it's it's great. But yeah, I know those big boats would like lit up all I want one. That would be I'd kill to have one of those too, but I'll stick with my John boat. Every year I've said that like when I first got my gator chucks, I was like, I'm gonna do all this stuff to it. Never did anything. Owned it for four years, and then I just sold the motor off of it. And uh, I was going to take that money and put a 90-horse Yamaha on it. And everybody keeps sending me stuff on Facebook, like, hey, buy this Yamaha. And I'm like, I kind of realize that if I don't have a motor on it, it forces me to do all the stuff that I said I was going to do to it because right. I can't take it out. So I'm, it's torn apart right now. I haven't done anything to it in a couple of months, but I'm going to get back to it. Something I wanted, I've been thinking all day long, it's completely off topic for what we're talking about right now, but something I've been thinking about all day long that I wanted to bring up. I'm pretty sure the first time I I found out about you guys, it was when you posted the picture of the gator eating the ducks on one of your hunts. Was that, wasn't that y'all? I think it was or, us. Or you post, or some, you shared it or something like that. The, uh, the big gator that, it, the picture went viral. Yeah, it was one. It was that big gator in the marsh that was the, right. Yeah, yeah. I thought, that, I thought that was y'all that posted. I'm sure we shared it. I think y'all. Okay, maybe but, it was you shared. But the funny thing is, that big gator taking that. Are you talking uh, about Big Mo? Yeah, yeah, Mo. The picture. If you look at the picture in the background, you see a layout. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> is past the gator in the layout, and at the end of the day, of course, that picture went viral fast you know mo everybody's always taking pictures of mo and because uh, all he does is go to every hunter and takes his tax man he is he yeah. taxes everybody equally um but he's she even was taking one of our big mojos oh, oh i don't doubt it oh yeah he, 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 quite a few quite a few decoys i was like come on seriously dude whatever <laughs> but uh but yeah, the funny thing is, she's like, hey, did you see this picture? I was like, yeah, we watched it. Remember it was the guys in the kayaks that were over there taking taking the video and everything? She said, do you see what's in the background? I said, yeah, it's you. She's like, don't you feel bad for just leaving? I was with clients. <laughs> I dropped her off. And I'm with clients. I'm there until they're done. So she's shooting her ducks, and she's in the layout, UFO layout, just staying there. You're there until I'm done. I'll take the clients back, clean their birds and everything. I'll come back and pick you up later. She's like, don't you feel guilty for leaving there? Nah. You got a shotgun. You'll be fine, oh. baby. <laughs> I was going to say, well, one of the first times I ever encountered David was I was hunting with Stick one morning. and uh, Oh, boy. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had put Sierra in a layout. And then somebody kind of pulled up close, and he's like, "Hey!" He started yelling at me. He's like, "You're close!" And then they wouldn't move. And he's like, "Listen, if they if she shoots all the ducks before you ever get to them, that's on you." And all of a sudden, the boat cranks up and like moves away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick was that ringer I was just talking about a minute ago. Yeah. That bow fishing ringer. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pretty good with that thing. So now I know why y'all were y'all deer hunting back in there. I can. That we actually just walked back there on our own. It was he had called me up one Sunday morning. He's like, "Bro, I got to get out of the house." He's like, "I'm coming to your house. Let's go to the woods." I said, "Okay, so you want to take your truck or mine?" He's like, "Ah, let's take mine," because I'm like, "My truck. I got this tiny little white Colorado 
I will. I'll drive you down a pool and trip. You weren't driving to Colorado. At that I had time, a Colorado right? then. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. I didn't have the stickers on it yet, but oh, okay. I, I I mean it's white and it's small. I'll drive down pooler trails. I don't care. Right. Right. And he's got that green half ton, and he's like, "Nah, let's take my truck." And so that trail we saw that deer, we couldn't drive down any further because he didn't want to scratch his truck. And we ended up walking down there and ran into it. But it was, we were just out there because he didn't want to be at the house anymore that day. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's a good way to do it. That's, oh, yeah, no, it's, you know, that she hunts. That's what I do all the time is I leave, I'll drop them off. If I have clients or something like that, we'll take them, drop them in the layout somewhere and be like, bye, good luck. Yeah. She hunted with stick one day in, in the layout, a two person. We have a two person layout, a UFO, single person UFO, and, couple other layouts but and uh you know hunting out of a a ufo man there's nothing like that right down there right with the water i'd love to do that oh gosh you gotta come do it you gotta come do it we got them and most of the time they're they're not used um like i said most of my clients are older yeah and they like the comforts of the boat and they don't like being eye level with the gator that's like 10 foot away from them. Yeah, I don't, so. I don't mind the gators that no, much. No, they, they'll leave you. But it's, like I said, I've got a shotgun. The eagles are almost okay. worse than the gators. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, sh- the shooting starts, here they come. Yeah. And they go and they grab one. And they don't take the coots. No. <laughs> they don't take a coot. We'll shoot a, a, you know, a coot and drop it in there. They go, all right, shoot a perimeter of coots. And then we'll shoot our ducks in the middle, and the gators will come, and the eagles will come and take the coot. Oh, that's one right by a coot. Yeah. It's like, really? Come on. <laughs> you, you ever notice how on a, a good windy day, if you shoot 10 or 15, you know, you know five, 10 coots or whatever, and two ducks, the wind will always blow your ducks away. The coots will stay there. The coots don't move. Yeah. <laughs> Sharp claws or whatever. Yeah. They just lock down there, and this ducks just move right on off. And they get far enough out to where the eagles then will come get them. Yeah. Most of the time, I can jump up and down on the boat and go, ah, they'll, they'll leave it alone. But not when they drift away. They only eat the banded ones. That's what I tell everybody. I said, hey, that's a banded one. So how yeah. many bands do you have? The amount of ducks that you've killed, how many bands do you have? Oh, a bunch. In the past couple of years? How oh, many man, I've been on a dry streak. I am so due. You know, I forget what the numbers is, but I think it's like one... I might be way off, but I think it's one in 4,000 ringers have a band. Maybe it was 3,000. Anyhow, and that's kind of some of the numbers the researchers tell me. And I have never, on my boat, my family's boats, I've never got a banded ringer. Cumulatively, we banded what, 20 I was going to say, so I can tell you together? that, no, more than Cum- 20. Cumulatively, more, more than, than 20? 20, yeah. Because yeah, I was, you're probably right. within the past three years, if it was banded in Lake County, William or I banded it. Okay, now wood ducks bands, wood, wood ducks. ducks I've yeah. banded, okay. yeah, I've banded wood bands. ducks, and one year I think I banded at least 10 whistlers. Yeah, that's um, now there's that's that's you know, we can get those, but ringers, there's something about having a treasure of a. Of a a diver band. Yeah. Or a duck that came from outside of your own state. Like right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the, uh, I think two of the wood duck bands that I have, I have like six wood duck bands total. Two of them are from New York. The rest of them are Tiberius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we took Briar's cousin, 
duck hunting one time. He hadn't duck hunted much before that, and he killed two birds that morning. And uh, they're going to pick it up. Beautiful Drake laying in the water. Bird's like, if that thing's banded, you're swimming back. And uh, sure enough, picks up out of the water, and he goes, it's got a band on it. He goes, no, it don't. He goes, yeah, it does. They're beautiful Drake, banded Drake. And uh, he's like, you going to make me swim? He's like, no, you can ride back. You're just a sorry dog. That's Beginner's right. luck is what that was. <laughs> yeah, like Colby, I, I couldn't possibly tell you how many ducks he's killed. He doesn't have a band yet. This one, I couldn't tell you how many she's killed. She doesn't have a band yet. And Dakota, he got his first wood duck band. Tiberi's kill. Or Tiberi's band. Yeah. <laughs> he got it, was last year? She's got a mean yeah. trap somewhere in Tiberi's that, like, there's a, a little neighborhood in Tiberi's that has, like, this little wooded pond through it. Yeah. And she's got a, tra- a trap in a couple people's backyards. And that thing, I mean, she left one day to go back to Tallahassee and sent me a text message and was like, hey, I accidentally left my trap open. Can you please go let the ducks out of it? If they're dead, take them home with you. But, uh, and I showed up and there was like 15 or 20 ducks in that trap that she had. It's, it's amazing. I, I know where we're at. I know where one is there in the backyard. And it's just so It's cool. kind of over by the lawnmower shop off of. Yeah. Yeah. And back there in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but you can hunt all over the Harris Channel Lakes now and see our wood duck boxes we put out. Right. No, I saw that. Um, I'm with, I'm the president of Golden Triangle Ducks Unlimited. So we put out wood duck boxes too on Lake Eustace and uh, Harris Dead River and all those too. So y'all put them out too. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Because we have like three clutches in some of our boxes because there just weren't enough out there. Right. You know, you go in there and there's hens laying on top of hens and then you get one rotten egg and it makes the two around it rotten and those four get rotten. So having more out there, oh yeah. We I've, ran I've already seen uh, babies in the water in proximity to where we put some boxes that you can see from the road. Oh, I'm sure. We were out the other day. I had a, um, a deal I had to work for the sheriff's office when they were dropping the parachuters out on uh, Lake Dora. And there were, there's a lot of boxes around there. And there were babies that were in the water um obviously couldn't fly yet right but they were already in there around the boxes and it's it's so good to see because when we do our clean outs and go clean out our boxes and you can tell when you had a we call it like a, a dump clutch and 20 eggs in there and none of them hashed and then you have a layer underneath of broken shell that those did so you had one that couldn't lay got done with one another one laid on top and it's just being able to spread out and have more room, man, that's, that was great that y'all put so many out there. Yeah, we, we did, like, prior to ever actually hosting the event, we rode around the chain and, like, found boxes. Because one of the problems we found is that you get people, like homeowners, that'll put a box out. Right. And then they just don't ever do anything with it. And they don't, and, and honestly, they don't probably don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, they don't put a predator guard on it. So... Even within putting some of our boxes out and driving around and stuff, we came back and we fixed some homeowner boxes and put new like bedding material in there and dropped a pin on that. So when we go do our clean out, we know to check those as well. Yeah, some of the biggest problem we have when we do that is these homeowners come out screaming. Oh, yeah. yeah. How many times you get accused us trying to steal a yeah, wood We had a guy, <laughs> yeah, he's stealing. like, I put that out in 19-something, and you're like, 
you're, I'm looking in there. I'm like, well, there's, it's like a pile of bones in here, bro. Yeah, apparently you haven't checked <laughs> yeah. it. Did you ever it clean out? this thing out? And he's like, have you seen the size of the gators in the water? I'm like, yeah, but it was the last time you heard about somebody getting attacked by a gator in Lake Eustace. That right. didn't deserve it. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, that was on the Dead River, but. That didn't harass him. Yeah. But that's, but even then, it's been quite a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. That's because we're hunting them so hard. We have those things so scared. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the big thing is, you know, a lot of people just don't understand that you have to clean them out. I mean, you, you're going to have, you are going to have dead babies. All right. But you're going to have a successful flush as well. If you have one or two dead in there, no, it's not a failure. It's it's it's, it's a especially it's a new box you put in. That's that's part of it. I yeah. mean, some aren't going to make it up the you know the ramp to get out the you know the grate to get out. Some just aren't going to do it. You know, those might have been the weaker ones that weren't going to make it anyhow. You know, think about that. The the what you're giving them the the chances making it more successful. All they had before was a hole in the log. Yeah, that snakes would get up in and. I mean, too. I mean, you yourself don't want to go lay in a, a bed that right. there's been a bunch of dead people in. I mean, yeah. you got you got to look at it this way: if you look at a wood duck box you put out, whether it has rotten eggs in it, whether it has dead birds in it, whether it has any any signs that a duck was in that box, a hen was in that box, right? Unless she's dead in the box, uh, that in and of itself is successful because if she found it this year, she's going to come back to it. Next year. Oh yeah, and there will be more. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely, definitely any any effort like that is huge. It's just educating people out there on how to do it. If they want to set them up in their backyard, man, look up how to do it right. Keep the predator shields out. You know, put them on and and keep them cleaned out. And and but we would get yelled at all the time. I mean, people come up screaming, "You're stealing my ducks! What are you doing to my ducks?" No, we're, we're Taking the old eggs out. These are rotten. See them floating along here? They're they're rotten. Very rotten. Don't bust them. <laughs> you know, let's get the old material out, put new material in. and So it's so. when do you guys go and clean wood duck boxes? I know what time of year we've banded birds, and it's a lot later than you would think to expect baby ducks in the water. Uh, we have been hitting it a little late because... I don't care what anybody says. There is a seasonal shift that is happening. And they are going on nest earlier. I've noticed it for the last five years. We used to be able to go out in February and clean out the boxes. And we wouldn't have hens on eggs. Um, Now, if you go out in mid-February, three-quarters of boxes have a hen that's actively laying in it. And that's what we've noticed is that earlier and earlier they're getting on nest. So we're going to, this year, try to hit it right as the season is over. Um, get out there and, and do it. I, I don't like the, I, I don't like the, uh, um, the impression that we're, we're doing anything to the wood duck boxes during duck season. Um, going in there, and even if we're freshening them up and trying to make them right, trying to get it way ahead of them, I don't like the image that it, it could be. You got, you know, people start to catch on these camouflage boats with these, you know, lawnmower engines hanging off the back yeah. of them. Those are duck hunters. What are they doing around duck boxes? It's duck season. They're, they must be trapping them in there and eating them. Yeah. You know, they don't understand. They see it, and, and so I, I want to definitely do it afterwards. 
um, after the season, but we found that our mid-February thing, like when we get back from Mississippi and, and all that area up north, is when we usually have it, and it's it's a little too late. So definitely, definitely the hens are on there. I love the education aspect of putting out the wood duck boxes and talking to people. Uh, we're putting them out there. Oh, are you, are you like, you're not allowed to do that. I'm like, well, you know, we talked with SWC. That's right. Uh, this is what they wanted. We've been working with ducks unlimited and all this other stuff. And we, we are allowed to do this. And here's our plan to come back and service these. And if you'd like to know more, you answer any questions you've got and tell you why these work, how they work. Some of them, we've made some bigger holes. Maybe we'll get some whistlers in there. Right. It, every confrontational beginning that we've had, has always ended up as education. Right. And then they'll sit here and talk to us. Hey, well, if you have any more boxes, I'll take a couple more. You know, and so they that's that's how they've all changed. But you got to have that. I mean, we're all in the same fight. And these people that are letting them, that are putting them on their lakeshore, are in the same fight just for different reasons. Right. <laughs> so they can watch them. I've noticed that a lot of the homeowners face a hole towards their house. Yeah. Yeah, I like facing them away towards the water. So as I go by, I can see the scratches on the front to see how well they're being used. (laughs) See how wet the front is from the ducks flying up there. And hope it's not an anhinga sitting on top, pooping all over it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, uh, gator season's starting to near, and you guys said you do gator hunts too? We do. I am, there's something, my, my name in FWC with gator hunts and gator applications the two just don't jive. I I apply every year, and I don't even know why I do it because I'm not going to get drawn. The kids get drawn. I don't. My wife will get drawn. My wife hates it. Um, but when she gets drawn, she has to go. She doesn't really get a choice. At least you got 24 hours now. Yeah, that's nice. But I don't ever do it in the daytime or yeah. I would I, I go out there in the middle of the night she there's a couple of things she really doesn't like that's spiders mm. and snakes snakes and every gator we've ever gotten and got that harpoon in it it's the first thing it goes dragging us deeper in the swamp there's spiders <laughs> in the boat there's everything she's screaming hollering i don't like this uh, <laughs> thanks for coming baby these are your tags get yeah. ready <laughs> yeah. and so you know it, but i can never never get them dakota got some tags this year so every year yeah. i've put in i've drawn but i just i've gotten tired of because i had a mud boat and uh it seemed like i'd put in for tags and then i'd get 15 other people to be like hey uh you got the boat and equipment right can you uh can we use yours to fill mine i'm like oh yeah yeah i guess and it comes down to the, end of the season and i'm like shit i haven't filled any of my tags right. like <laughs> yeah we i was it, it it hurt me last year to send tags back and i i was like oh we just need to go out and kill little bitty meat gators and yeah everything and just do it i'm like we just never had time he was busy and and i was always working and dakota was in school, um, actually, he was, I think, in the academy for corrections at that time. It was like, oh, we just didn't have time. And then I ended up sending them back, and I'm like, I'm putting them in the post office. I'm like, I'm shedding a tear right here. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, 
It used to be when I first started, though, that like the whole reason we did it as like young adults was we could make money off of it. Yeah. You have you have no opportunity. I mean, unless you kill a, a good gator, you have no opportunity making any money and, off of unless it. You, unless you already had him on a leash and didn't have to spend a bunch of money on fuel to go get to him. See, even, even then, uh-huh. you can kill a 10-footer and you get, what, maybe 20, if even 20. I don't even know. I haven't oh, sold one in so long. A 10-footer is going to be next to nothing. You're not paying your fuel for that night. Yeah. I mean, it's – and so we – I remember, man, that was great. Take it in there. Put it in the trailer, sign the paperwork. Yeah, I'm getting a check. Hot dog, we'd fill it up. It was fantastic. And then it got to where, yeah, let's just go kill eight footers. They taste yeah. better. You know, let's just go kill meat gators and everything like that and not worry about getting them. Now, would I pass one up if we had a chance of, of sticking a big one? Heck no. I'd do that too, but it's just you don't make anything off them anymore. I, w- I want to think that that one that Briar killed, that eight or ten footer he got, he – Turned it into the processor, and selling the gator, he got like half the meat back for free. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that that was it. Yeah. That's it's like a wash after that. Which I don't know, man. That you kill an eight ten foot gator, that's a lot of damn meat. And I I like gator meat, but not that much. I got a lot of friends that like gator meat, and, and <laughs> exactly. I got, a lot, I got a lot of kids, and and I don't know if you can tell, but I, I kind of eat a lot. So, <laughs> but alligator boudin though oh gosh i haven't made it i've had it yeah i've had it when we've gone to louisiana i have i have an addiction to boudin jim's Jim got makes a, a mean, mean yeah. alligator boudin recipe he likes you like boudin that's my favorite type of sausage yeah. yeah he likes boudin my wife's not too thrilled with it but jim will take it and him. make uh like coot boudin he's made coot yeah. coudin dewey yeah oh that'd be good yeah oh very good I, I no, could. listen. We should. You got to come back. We got Jim here, and he's not on vacation because we sat here one night and ate coup foie gras. Oh like, heck yeah! And and with some coup andouille and all kinds of crazy food. He he comes in here and brings here and cooks. Listen, people. I do. never in my life if if somebody's like, hey, I'm gonna make you a, a steak and kidney pie out of deer, and I'm gonna you're gonna you're gonna love it. I said, hell no. Jim yes. makes some crazy, and he's like, I'm going to make steak and kidney pie. I was like, put it right here in front of me. I'll eat it. Let's try it. There you go. He's an awesome cook, and that stuff is, I mean, killer. Like, I've, he's like, what do you guys want this week for what? Are you? We'll have some, a guest in here, and he'll make some crazy. It's not all the time, but sometimes he brings in a crazy dish, and I'm like, hey, he makes more of that steak and kidney pie, man. That's some, that's some good shit. Heck yeah. I'm telling you now, coots get a bad rap. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know how many coot, you know how many times coots have saved a duck hunt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen, those black ducks with a little bitty white bill and everything. Oh, those treasured. Oh, I'm telling you, they, they've saved some hunts. And slow days and the coots just start flying. Hey, we're gonna, can we shoot those things? Heck, yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I tell you, and we, we cook them. We make them into sausage, too. We put it into sausage. You, I mean, you got it. What I call it, the, the, the diver to coot ratio. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, you want to have a couple more divers than you do the coot, but we we love divers and divers get a bad rap too. But we age them. We are big into aging our ducks, and um, that took my wife some getting used to when she moved in with us at first because she opened the fridge. I have a funny story about that. I got to tell it because it's <laughs> like you, you'll have, you'll hear all kinds of stories that we do, and and you'd be amazed I'm actually still married. Um, cause she's a saint and I put her through hell, but it's fun. She takes it well. 
she opened the refrigerator. She came over. She's like, you know, we were just dating. She's a city girl. Let me tell you. Straight up city girl. Heels. Oh, everything. Yeah. Heels, makeup to the hilt. I mean, legit city girl. And, uh, oh, gosh, one day I got to tell you about our first date. Oh, we're going to have to do that tonight. We'll do that. We'll do that here in a minute. I got to tell you about our first date. But anyhow, she opened up the refrigerator and she looked in there and we had been duck hunting the day before. And there were ducks in there, laying there, all dressed up. She looked in there and I looked over there and she's like, pointed down at it. She said, is that normal? <laughs> and I said, well, yes. She's, we're inside the house. Okay? Yeah. This was before we had the fridge outside. Well, that she's the reason we have the fridge outside. <laughs> and she looked in there and she's like, this is, this is normal. I'm like, yes, this is normal. They're, they're aging. How long do they stay there? Until we can't put anything else on the shelf and we got to clean them because we're getting more. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Soon thereafter, I have an outside fridge now in the processing room. That's where all the ducks go. Yeah. <laughs> so so we age them out there. There but, was a, a trend on TikTok a good while back. And it was like, this lady was like, tell me why you're still single. And I got a TikTok up there somewhere where I opened my fridge I'm like, because I've yet to find anyone that'll put up with, and there's, it was in moorhen season. We had killed, we had killed thirty, yeah, we had killed thirty-two moorhens, and they were in my inside fridge aging. And I was like, because I've yet to find anyone that'll put up with having thirty-two dead birds. There's there's like thirty-two moorhens, a case of beer, ketchup and mustard. That's it. Oh yeah, that's all. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's one of the real reasons, you know, here in Florida. I started getting with the like toe tags and everything like that and tagging our birds and everything because if you open up our refrigerator, we're over our possession limit. Well, it's because I'm aging them, you know? Yeah, right. And so we started, we got, you know, I found out the legal way to do it with tagging them and federal tagging them and federal logging them, become a federal processor and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, we're good now. I can, I can rest. Now we have all the stacks of birds in there with their little, yellow tag with that group of six and that group of six. So it, it worked out because there for a while I was like, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> that's one of those things, man. That, that That's a, that's such a, that's a fine line you walk right there. It is. It is. And it, it's something you gotta, you gotta watch. And I've learned so much from, from others. You know, it's like the saying, learn from the mistakes of others. You don't right. have enough time to make them all yourself. Well, I've learned from theirs and, how to do it and, and and the importance here in Florida. We really don't have that many of the federal guys that really check and, and do that in other States. They do. And they, you know, me being a guide and taking out a lot of people, my clients like me to age their birds too. So I don't know how I got stuck, started doing that, but I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it for you. We'll age them for a week. I'll clean them. Then the next week they'll come back and they'll get their birds that have been cleaned and aged. Um, so there's a way of doing it, of gifting the birds and, and having, you know, their tags on them and then they're gifting tags and all that sort of thing. And, and so it, but there's a lot of, there's a lot to it. It's one of those things I'd rather be extra careful than do something wrong, especially the way I take pictures like I do because I live by pictures. Yeah. I put them everywhere. And with social media, it's like, yeah, look what he does. Yeah, well, yeah. doing try to be legal, <laughs> right? So well, that's one of those things. Like for the for the regular layperson, it's not something you should completely overlook right. in doing so. But on the 
same hand, it's a, what I would refer to as a seatbelt ticket. Correct. Exactly. You're, no, you're, I agree they're not going to get you for, uh, they're not just going to walk up to your house and go, let me look right. in your fridge. Exactly. If you were out there dicking around. Yeah. Else. You know, there, yeah. there's another reason they're there. They're just. Uh, <laughs> oh, good Lord. Show that to Jordan. Show that picture to him. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's, uh, and that's like all season, you know, they're that way because they have layers. Like when they come home from school, hey, you got to clean a shelf off. I need a shelf clean today. So they're stacked up there in order of when they need to be cleaned. They're a lot and, easier to clean when they age too. Oh, heck yeah. It's, it's great. You cut off easy. It's, you know, and something I found out that I really like now. I might be the only one in the family that really likes it, but I really like, like, um, you get the good fat ones every now and again. Mm-hmm. That that good layer of fat mm-hmm. having the skin on. So oh. when they're when they're cold, you can just rip those feathers right off, singe the the down I, real quick, and you're done. I, I prefer my wood ducks plucked. Yes. Well, that's I we, spatchcocked a couple wood ducks. Really? And put them on the grill. Oh, and they were amazing. Took them, took them, and the whole time they're sitting there cooking, I'm taking bacon grease. Uh-huh. And laying it in there, letting it melt, oh, keep nice. the fat layer in there, flip them over, keep it going with the seasoning. And, oh, yeah, they were killer. We did our, I have a buddy in Louisiana that I talk to a lot online. He does a lot of things and he, he does his green wings. That's his favorite thing to do whole and kind of a Louisiana style cook with the whole green wings. And I did that. And, oh my gosh. It was amazing. Except it was like picking a crab. <laughs> it took me forever to eat it and everybody else just I'm fed up I'm hungry still I'll take a few of them take a few this. of them and put them in a crock pot a big crock pot let them just sit there and simmer till you can reach in there and pluck the bones out oh yeah I did except when you shoot the heck out of them there's bones all over the place and they're little so that's yeah. how you put them in the crock pot you, you filter through it that's right that's right it's like trying to eat some pheasant legs you get all that I forget what that. Uh, it's like a real thin bone in the pheasant leg, but it's yeah. There's 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 a lot of meat. Pheasant leg. Yeah, there's a lot of meat on like the coots, for oh, example. Yeah, there are right. Everybody, you, you if you wanted to just breast a coot, you're getting about as much meat off a coot breast as you do a dove. Correct. But yeah, there's not that much on it. The legs. Holy shit, that's a big old hunk of meat you're missing out on if you don't tear through there and get that out of there. Our favorite in the gizzard. Black bellies with legs. Legs and oh, yeah. yeah. It's like chicken wings. Yeah, the clients will come and we'll debreast all their that and send them home with that. And at lunch, I'm cooking on the Blackstone, cooking black belly chicken wings with some legs and thighs. Right. Oh, I forgot earlier. You were talking about, you said Blackstone reminded me. We were talking about breakfast. Right. We got our favorite hunting breakfast. Oh, this this will this be one to change for you. Okay, oh. so take a honey bun. Oh, you got to grill a honey bun. Come on now. But, but listen, Hold on. we call this the You half. cook the bacon first. You cook the bacon first. Okay. Then you fry your honey bun in the bacon grease. No, you fry your egg. Honey bun goes last. You oh, fry the honey bun in the bacon see grease. This is going. Bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. On honey buns? On honey buns. That's the next level. It is. We call it the half moon sandwich. And that started because the after <laughs> yeah. the first crawfish bowl, I think, we did a pig roast mid-year, right before deer season started. And Briar's like, I'm going to bring my black squeeze. We had to be there at like 3 in the morning to get this whole pig on the... In Cuban the microwave. Microwave. Chinese, I think, like a like the big box cooker. Right. Oh, right? yeah. And uh, 3 in the morning, start the day, he's like, I'm going to bring, some, bring the uh, Blackstone, make some breakfast for everybody that's there. 
I'm like, sweet. I was like, hey, get some honey buns. He's like, I'm going to get some honey buns, fry them in the bacon grease. I was like, sweet, sounds good. So he goes, he's frying his bacon, does this. I said, hey, make me a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich on that honey bun. Oh, my gosh. He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, man, give it a shot. I can't eat a whole one. Eat a half of one, especially if you get the big honey buns. Yeah, you can oh, feel yeah. your cholesterol rise as you eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your I'm heart slows it. down with every bite. My yeah. heart is pumping right now. <laughs> I can feel it. I don't know if I'm just getting excited about it or what. But, but oh. we, we've made them every time, every time we, uh, we got camping hunting squirrel uh, squirrel hunting stuff like that he's got a little tiny black stone that um, we throw up on the tailgate of the truck yep. and cook those up out there That's what we got they are a killer yeah we get that we got the little black stone the one the you know one burner that's the square around it. yeah i got the little uh 22 inch and it's the adventure one so it packs up in a bag yep that's so what ours is throw the bag in the bed of the truck and it's perfect there's off the one of the one pounders yeah yeah that's that's what we have that's that's what meals are cooked on for 30 days. Oh, we've yeah. got, we, we've got that and a dang, uh, I have a camp, stove. camp, camp chef, camp stove, like a two burner, regular stove. Right. Get that going, make a pot of coffee and a percolator. There you go. That's a good breakfast. Oh, you heck get a yeah. mean breakfast going right there. Yeah. Colby is, uh, he's, he's the chef of the family and, uh, chef, chef in training. So he's going to have to work on that honey bun, bacon, egg and cheese. Listen, I made that for my buddy, AJ, when we went up and hunted in ten- deer hunted in Tennessee. Made it for him one morning. He's probably cooked it for his kids. We made a TikTok hundred times it. over. Yeah, hundred yeah. times over. Oh yeah, I gotta try that things. now. It is delicious. I'll show you the video when we're done here. Yeah. But. So we made a TikTok out of it, and then what? Like a month later, he was in North Carolina, and some guy was like, "Hey, I saw you on TikTok eating some kind of honey bun sandwich." <laughs> yes. No, that'll be good. That's that's definitely next level honey bun. Yeah. You know, here I am, proud of the. You know, cooking the honey buns on the on the blackstone. I've thought about trying it with grill. the ones with the icing on the one side. See how that turns out. I don't know. I think I'd, I'd probably end up burning the icing. I, I, the I'd whole honey bun in, in and of itself just falls apart. I mean, it's not an easy sandwich to eat, but it's worth the struggle. Oh, especially yeah. if you get a good fried egg in there where it's got a little bit of yolk left in it. Woof. Yeah, those fried uh, fried honey buns on the griddle like that. It reminds me of Krispy Kremes. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's that's my problem is is Krispy Kreme. I drive by it and I see hot now, so I'll eat the whole case. <laughs> I mean, because I don't even know I am. I just, oh. They go down so easy. They do. They like do. That. When they're hot, you just kind of just, yeah, two at a time. Yeah, see what we, lived, we lived in Georgia. We had a Krispy Kreme. They built one right down the road from the house. I'd wake my son up when he was three or four years old. He'd wake up and get him, hey, you want to go get donuts for breakfast? Yeah. So we'd get in the truck, drive down to Krispy Kreme. He'd sit there and eat donuts and drink chocolate milk and just watch him run down the assembly line that's right <laughs> when i was in the academy they would bring like donuts in for us and like somebody would you know they'd kind of pick through them and one of the instructors would be like hey uh there's still donuts left over." was like crabs will eat them well oh before we do anything else i gotta tell you about my first date oh guys. yeah you guys gotta hear this all right let's hear it all right like i said city girl as can be Right, all dressed up. I got introduced her, and I'm like, okay. She's like, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm old enough. I, I want to find the one that's right and be done with this. I don't want to waste the time on the dating and all that stuff. We'll find the one. I said, hey, you want to come out and go duck hunting with us? She said, what is it? I said, well, we'll go out on the boat. And, and uh, back then, you could be on the water all night long. And I said, we'll go out on the boat. We'll 
we'll set the decoys out, and then we'll drive around, do some frog gigging, and then then take a nap on the boat, and then wake up in the morning when it's shooting light and shoot ducks. Yeah, I'll go. I said, I'll bring you some clothes you can wear. So I brought her some camouflage and went out there. Sierra was itty-bitty, um, like would curl up on top of my decoy bag, that small. Um, Colby was in the boat, and her and Dakota was in his kayak because he always hung out in his kayak. And so we, we went and did our frog gig, and they grabbed frogs. She grabbed frogs, getting pictures. I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. This, this city girl's grabbing frogs. Frogs pissing all over and everything. I said, this is great. She's taking it pretty good. So we're we're all sitting there. I said, hey, we're taking a nap. Laid the blankets down on the bottom of the boat. We're all taking a nap. Dakota's in his kayak, sitting next to it, and he's sound asleep in it. And he said, hey, Dad, I got to poop. <laughs> said, I, I got to poop. I'm like, all right. We couldn't do it out of the kayak. And... So he climbed up on the boat and went up on the bow and did his business up on the bow and everything and and got back in the kayak and everything. And she's like, hey, he shit on the boat. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. That's what you do. You hang over the side and you go. She's like, no, 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 no. He, he put on the boat. I'm like, oh, here it is. Here's the deal breaker. She ain't going to be able to take pooping off the side of the boat. This is what it is. So and she's, I'm like, yeah, that's normal. We do that. She's like, oh, okay. If it's normal, it's normal. Went back. We went to sleep. Alarm went off. Time to get ready to hunt. Get the blind all situated up. He paddles his kayak over quite a ways away and sets all his stuff up. And ducks are coming in. We're shooting some ducks. She's like, oh, this is great. Wind direction changes. <laughs> I start getting the smell. that i'm looking up there and i look he had shit on the boat (laughs) it was a pile on the bow of the boat and i look up there i'm like what the heck is it she said i told you he shit on the boat i said no i thought you meant he shit off the side of the boat i didn't know he was on it was on the boat she's like yeah she said i just thought that was a normal thing i'm like oh my gosh we'll hose it off later yeah I'm like, no, that's not normal. So I called on the little two-way radio we had. I said, you know, you just pooped in the boat. I didn't think I did. So anyhow, we, <laughs> we finished up hunting and, and drove in. I was laughing about it the whole time. And I saw a buddy of mine in the boat ramp. She got in her, her car on the levee. The only car to ever have been on that levee, I can promise you. And uh, got in her car and drove off. And he said, hey, how'd it go? Because he knew that she'd come. It was the first date. He, he said, how'd it go? I said, let me tell you something. That woman calls me back. I'm going to marry her. Then I told him, <laughs> I told him everything that happened. He said, that is a typical cause day. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was the, that was our first date from then. Now she's just grown accustomed to taking it as it goes. <laughs> yep. Oh man. You, I, I don't know. I don't think we told this one. We had our, our Swanee river canoe expedition. Uh, about a month ago, actually, literally like a month ago today. Um, and, that's something uh, you guys got to get involved in too. That's a I I, I listened to one of the podcasts I listened to was about that one. I was like, ooh, that sounds pretty cool. It's oh, a it's, it's a, blast. a blast. Well, one of the guys was like, hey, I got I got a shit. And he's like, well, all right. So they pulled the canoe over to the side of the river, and you hear him in the background oh, sort yeah. of floating away. 
He's like, no, don't don't shit in front of the boat. I don't want to watch you take a shit. He's like, go go to the back of the boat. <laughs> so he goes to the back of the boat. He's like, but the river's going to float it past. Like they're arguing back and forth. He's like, I don't care. I don't want to watch. It's so, you oh, just hear all you hear is, oh my. <laughs> 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 I, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> he's like, and next thing you hear, he's like, it's, it's on, on my, my paddle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once that gagging starts, then it's done. <laughs> I was dying. So I was laughing so hard. I thought I was going to flip the canoe over. <laughs> Listen to them two fight back and forth with each other about that. Oh, oh man. man. That's- <laughs> now, the thing I love the most about that, though, and I, I maybe even said during the podcast, is it's like a bunch of guys. And it's their one, it's like true escape from reality and like having to worry about all their family and work and everything. It's like their one five days to get away from that. So it's a bunch of grown men that turn into children again. Oh, yes, completely. I can see it. Just y'all describing it and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah. No babysitters. Oh my gosh, what's yeah. going on on that trip? Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. you just hear it as y'all were talking about. It. I'm like, yeah, that's an epic one. Yeah, it's one of those that come back and you're like, listen, guys, what happened up there? Oh, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. What just, happens on the Swanee yeah. stays on. The There's Swanee. a lot of stuff that happens on the Swanee that doesn't make the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like I was because I was thinking about that. I was like, how did these guys do that? They run a podcast. How can you? take them and say hey what happens there stays there <laughs> heck no that's yeah. too good that's got to come home yeah. <laughs> it goes in the google drive because right. everybody takes pictures and we make a google drive every year and everybody that took pictures loads them in the google drive i'll show you a video good. of a narwhal we saw when we're doing podcast. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh oh but you guys got any closing thoughts this i really appreciate y'all bringing us out here um and you know, it's, it's, it's very, what you do and, and is so beneficial to more than just hunters, but the education that y'all put out there is amazing. Um, we're big in with Ducks Unlimited and getting the word out there is hard and podcasts are so awesome because like driving eight hours to the keys, I can sit there and listen the whole time. And it occupies time. It's entertaining, and and it's just a, it's a it's a great thing to have. So I really enjoy being a part of this, and I appreciate it because it's. I think it does more good than y'all really know. I appreciate just, just that. Hearing on the back, yeah. hearing on the outside, and like the, the the mud bug, you know, the mud run and everything like that. That benefited so many people. So many people's lives will be changed because of that. And the work that everybody did there. I mean, the big picture is is, is a lot larger than we know. Yeah. So. We, we originally started it. I don't know about for William, but it was it was just fun to, like, hang out with the guys, right? And then we started to build a community. And then now we're just so, like, in touch with our community. Mm-hmm. Like, our hardcore workers. Like, we have, you know, listeners in other states and everything. and But our people that show up that put in the work to show up to every event, like they've become more than friends to us. And that's just been amazing. Right. That's, that's awesome. Oh, we look at that. Like the, we you mentioned the crawfish ball, the mud bug bash and poker run, which I am excited for next year, but also extremely terrified because we had 300 people there that, this year and it's always grown every single year. And 
to have more than that next year is just oh yeah, I, it's gonna I, be great. But I can tell you, I, I have four more people coming. Yeah, just because I'm sharing this, I'm like, guys, y'all gotta come. This is a blast. I mean, we had a good time. We're gonna change some stuff around, make it a little different, but it'll still be the same good old time. Same venue. Yeah. When we looked at that, and we're like, we need these. We need volunteers for this stuff. And we didn't even ask people. We like we know that this person, this person, this person, this person, this person are going to step up, right, and take care of this because they always do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't want to. I mean to say we take them for granted, but we know that when the hard stuff has to be done, they always show up, right, and they and they get stuff done with. Oh them. yeah, no, that's that's great to have. And when you have when you're so respected and you have a following like that, it makes things easy. Yeah, you know, big events can just come together nicely because of the support you have. So, how can they find uh, Light 'Em Up Adventures? We are big time on, I, like I said, pictures are my thing. Um, Facebook and Instagram, I'm always posting stuff on there. Um, our web page is trash right now. I mean, it is horrible. I've got to get on and fix that thing. I'm not even mm. on there. Yeah, <laughs> she tells me that all the time. She's like, "Dad, uh, there's pictures of the whole family." She should be the face of your me. organization. Yeah, I've, I've been told that by her and others. But, there's uh, one picture of me. I know it. Our, well, our, that's the good pages. for marketing. Yeah, our, our web, <laughs> our web pages, but Facebook and Instagram are our big thing. I, I love to because I love to to show everybody right. you know, that having the good time and enjoying it and everything and those. I like to capture those first duck smiles and, right. and put them on there. So, and you know, word of mouth and, and that sort of thing. But And you'll always see me drive around and trust me, I, I'm never afraid to talk. So anybody ever gives me a call or, or anything, we're, we're all up for it. Well, we'll grab some of your links and stick them down in the podcast description so people can find you straight from the awesome. bottom of the show. Awesome. Yeah, Love I've, to have it. I've told several people since the Mudbug Bash, I was like, Probably one of the funniest things that's happened is me and you were standing there talking. David walked up to us and we got our hats on, and he's like, "Hey, pointed at our hats." He's like, "You, you guys may know. Do you guys know where the under pressure outdoors guys are?" Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're right here. Yeah, <laughs> two guys wearing the hats. It's like, oh, okay, I've been wanting to meet them guys. Which the hats are for sale on the website right now. Yeah. We still got quite a few left, and we've got more coming. Yeah, yes, uh, forgot about those. Yeah, <laughs> don't forget about those. Uh, but the ones we have coming are <clears throat> like the old style trucker hat in the mossy oak. It's got right a real mossy tall oak camo. Yeah. Front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Be interesting. Just, that's good. I just it got, is like I the old made. mossy oak, uh, like stick and leaf pattern. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're sweet. They look good. Good deal. All right. Well, David, appreciate, appreciate you guys joining us, Sierra and Colby, right? Colby. Yeah, they're Colby. Colby's never this quiet, just so you know. All right. He's I'm tired. talkative. Yeah, I heard him getting lectured earlier. David's like, you have to talk. It's a podcast, man. You talk. It's what you do. <laughs> People aren't going to know you're here. I mean, I, I, trust me. It's just, but he's never quiet. He's not the shy one. Next time. Yeah, next time he'll talk. You'll have to get you back in when Jim's back in. Because Jim, I told him, I was like, David calls he's scheduled for this date in the group chat. And Jim's like, Damn, I'm out of town. He's like, I really want to be there for that one. Dude, let me tell you, I got so many stories. We could be here forever. I mean, I, the stuff that happens to me, and trust me, people will, will tell you, like, that could only happen to David. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just, it, and people are with me like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? That's me. They'll bring you back in for duck season. We'll talk some more duck hunting. Oh, that sounds good. I, yeah. always, I can always talk duck hunting. <clears throat> 
Well, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Adios.